0: Going. you doing, man? All right. Had to get some things squared away. Got off work late as usual. Maintenance people at the last minute. I guess they were trying to check on the sprinkler system or whatnot. Okay. They sent out an email. It was Friday, but they sent it to my wife. I didn't get it. And I think by well, being so busy, they didn't send it to me, but saying that it was gonna come in, so right in the middle of me working today, had to stop what I was doing, a lot of men in there had to clean up after them because they ended up drilling a hole in the in, in the ceiling. So, uh. uh, Here now ready to rock and roll. All
1: right. <laughs> <laughs> Totally understand that. So Today been kind of busy for me, um, but but good busy. A Couple of challenges, you know, small like small stuff. Just gotta you know give it some attention. Yeah, I was able to work through them, but um, you know, it's Monday, so it's too- to
0: be expected. Monday, Monday to fun day,
1: right? Right. So we are on. Let me get my um my uh. I like to get my my hymns going, my gospel going on. What is this? I got some smooth jazz going on. <laughs> What's
0: going? On? <laughs> A hit in the background. Huh? Yeah.
1: <laughs> 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 Man, I must oh, you know what I did? I did some cleaning up today on like Google. yeah, I wiped all the stuff out. All the stuff I had saved, I wiped it all out. I do that every now and then just to, you know, make free up space and
2: mm-hmm. making
1: sure that they they, you know, they're not just uh capturing my information from old sites and stuff. Yeah. So but uh enjoy the smooth jazz. Okay, here we go. To... All right. So we're on um chapter 14 and this is actually our going to be our 36th episode of walking with Jesus. Uh-huh. Right.
0: Doesn't feel doesn't feel right. like <laughs> right.
1: And you know like the first one started on April 4th Mm -hmm. um, with the Beatitudes. And now... Oh,
0: man, it's going on a year.
1: Huh?
0: It's going on a year, almost.
1: exactly. Exactly. So, yeah, that's what I wanted to mention. It's like we're almost... It's almost a year in. And we got 36 episodes. And so this is just truly a blessing to to do this, you know, on a weekly basis. And God has sustained us. I, I feel like because... You know, we're honoring him and we're seeking out his presence during this time. Yeah, it's just been wonderful, man. It's just been wonderful. Um, so yeah, so chapter fourteen is a, and you know, the, the more and more I think about chapter fourteen, it's unlike any other chapter, right? It is clearly the longest, right? Mm-hmm. But, and when I when I say it's unlike any other chapter, like in in some of the other chapters. I'm able to reference other things like it, it reminds me of other scriptures, but I, but for whatever reason, I, it didn't remind me of anything. Like I, this, I was, I, my, my, my heart didn't go any other place. It stayed right with this chapter during the whole time I was reading it. And um, so I just thought it was unlike, it was different. It was just different. And
0: yeah, I don't know. Fly that yeah, I agree, because it does come in like compared to like the, the other previous chapters in Mark. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This just has a oh. own little feel to it. Right. But I would like when I was reading it over the weekend, I was like, I can see the transition from Mark 13. But then I felt like I don't know, just in my spirit, I'm like, okay, yeah, I feel like I'm missing something too. Because mm-hmm. but it was but I had to remind myself it's just the the difference between the two from what we previously were going over or what Jesus was doing to now here come straightforward persecution. That's it. Yeah. On Jesus. And then w- what got me when I was reading this though, it kind of felt like it was the Holy Spirit because because what we were talking about from our last podcast to the devotions has been about persecution. Yeah. yeah. And so, like, the things was highlight, because at first I was like, man, I feel like I'm missing something, but mm-hmm. it was just the contrast between the two, and then it was like, the Holy Spirit was showing me, this is in the same conversation I've been having with you guys. Right. Right. Yeah. Persecution. It. And it was, Helping me to look at things like, okay, this is what, this is how you truly endure. Yeah. Persecution.
1: Yeah. That's good. Um. And and yeah, that that um, that flows throughout this, right? That that idea and concept of 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 uh, persecution does flow throughout this, and it's interesting, but. All right, so let's let's get into it. Um so we'll be taking the first half of it with this episode and then the next episode we'll conclude it. Um it's All right. 70 verses, so let's try to get through 35. I know how we especially when we start, man, we, we, we could be on the first couple of verses for like forty minutes, you know. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let's just be mindful of that and, and but but also leave space for the Holy Spirit. So uh all right so let's go to Lord in prayer and then um get our hearts and minds prepared for this um reasoning over his word and and then do it. All right. Welcome to the Walking with Jesus podcast a podcast that allows followers of Christ to experience Jesus in a new way with Evan and Malcolm. Two regular guys walking with Jesus. Each week, we, while we converse and reason about the things of the Bible and in our lives, we believe that Jesus will draw near and walk with us just like he did in Luke 24 verse 15. Now here's your hosts, Evan and Malcolm, with an opening prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for everything that you have done, dear Lord, that you have orchestrated, moved around so that we could come and be in your presence now, dear Lord. We don't even know all the things that you have done to ensure that we come to you, dear Father, with our hearts focused and our minds set on you, Lord. We just thank you right now for your continued blessing. We we Thank you for your sovereignty, dear Lord. You're a ruler over, over all, and your will will be done on this earth, dear Lord, as it has been since the beginning of time. Lord, we pray for our listeners right now. We ask that their hearts be set on you, dear Father, that their minds be clear. We pray right now, dear Father, if there's someone who listens who doesn't know you, we pray that at this time, These words be a conviction to their hearts, be a movement in their souls, dear Lord, so that they can reach out or receive the word from someone else, receive the Holy Spirit from Christ himself. We just thank you, dear Lord, for allowing us to do this. We thank you for Brother Evan. We ask that you continue to guide him. We pray, dear Father, that as we go through your word this evening, that he surrenders. He surrenders all to you, dear Father, so that you may use him in the way that you see fit to bring both myself and listeners and him revelation, dear Father, something that we didn't see when we read read over your scriptures, read over your word. We pray, dear Father, that he yields to that inclination. He yields to whatever it is you have on his heart. That comes up during this evening, dear Father. We pray, dear Father, uh, that you continue to just maintain him, keep him healthy, holy, and strong, and out of harm's way, dear Lord. And, dear Father, as we reason over your word and talk over it, dear Father, have your way right now. Have your way in every from this second on, dear Lord. We yield to your Holy Spirit. Yield to your revelation. And yield to your sovereignty. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So we start this chapter with um, with the end of thirteen, which is where Jesus is warning his disciples to be. Um, vigilant and on guard to watch what we're doing and I say we because I consider myself a disciple at this point mm-hmm. um watch what we're doing cuz we don't know when he's going to return yeah so we we should All right. be always um and like we talked about this uh, this morning just being faithful to the gifts to the, to the urges, to all the things that he's done in us, through us, around us, being faithful to those things, those skills and abilities and talents, faithful to the people that he's put in our lives. Because we don't know, right? We don't know mm-hmm. when he's going to return. We don't know when he's going to come back. We don't know when that time is. So why try to figure it out? When we can just be faithful, right? Um, and so, with that, as you were saying, um, it, it's a little dysfunctional. It doesn't flow like the other chapters from one to the next, because I mean, he he's in the t- no, he was he wasn't in. The, he was in the temple between twelve and thirteen, and at thirteen, he's talking. Um, but then they're they're gonna. They're getting ready to go, um, to get seminary and all that stuff. Um,
0: okay you're right. Here. It doesn't like doesn't have to flow like the rest. I mean, like on like in mine, uh, the New American Standard <laughs> first word is now. <laughs>
2: yeah,
0: it's like no room for for a smooth trans transition. It's just now. Now the Passover and the unleavened bread were two days away. Um, go straight diving. But then what ran across my mind just now was like, that's how persecution is. It's now. Like bam, right in your face. You don't see it coming. Like you can feel it like we feel it in the atmosphere now. Mm -hmm. Like it's coming. But it may come just in a regular like draw of the day, just regular part of the day. Yeah. Doing what you normally do, carrying on about the business of the father. And then here here comes the enemy trying to use one of his means to persecute us. Yeah.
1: I mean, it's it's interesting because um, these first two chapters, I mean, it's it's, the title of this section is, is just called plot to kill Jesus. Verse one says, after two days, it was Passover and the feast of unleavened bread. And the chief priests and scribes sought how they might take him by trickery and put him to death. But they said not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. And so I just thought that to be very interesting because they sought to destroy him through trickery trickery, and it was clearly unjust what they were doing, but they were concerned about what the people would do and think. I'm Mm -hmm. like, okay, if you're going to do it through trickery, who cares? Right?
0: Yeah, that, that, that that word, that stood out. Because yeah. <laughs> my, my my wife's mm-hmm. father always says that. <laughs> trickery. <laughs>
2: that,
0: that word, some trickery <laughs> going on. <laughs> <laughs> that definitely stood out to me when I was reading it as well, because I was like, you have the leaders, not just regular old right. people trying to put mm-hmm. on Jesus. These are like, leaders. <laughs> this is like saying the the House and the Senate <laughs> trying to come up with a way to overthrow right. Jesus.
2: Right.
0: And and they they are being very, very precise and cunning with what they're trying mm-hmm. to do. And so what I did, I did so usually when I check out when we read these, I check out the commentary. But it's usually this is the new standard yeah. Bible. New American Standard Bible already has the commentary. Sometimes glance down at it. This go run also checked out so check that blue letter. Blue letter yeah, Bible yeah. to see what um mm-hmm. was saying and that's where it draw my attention to how we were talking about this morning these people these leaders have all this power but yet they fear people yeah. they feared they feared the masses it's like that is what slowed them down from actually being able to do what they wanted to do. To Jesus up yeah. front. and that 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 stood out. That stood out to me. But why? Like
1: that. So we, yeah, I think with me and you are saying the same thing. But why would they fear the people?
0: All because, like it was, uh, um, what it was. Yeah, because on here it's saying verse two. For they were saying, not doing the <laughs> festival. Otherwise. There might be a riot of the people. Just the response of how the people would towards their actions. They would automatically, since everybody supported mm-hmm. Jesus, turn around and do something, they thought it would be a massive uproar. And they would probably nine times out of ten use lose their position because the people would attack them. So it was mainly because when I get to thinking about it, it's like the main thing here with this persecution on to Jesus is to give they basically were put, they basically were acting like politics right. the whole time. The theory is just popping out of the blue anytime Jesus is teaching, and they're trying to get Jesus to contradict himself, but mainly trying to get the people to look at Jesus other than who he right. was. And it's like, since they are so convinced, they can't get their plot across immediately because they need to convince the masses. That Jesus isn't who he Mm -hmm. says he is. And then it will be okay. But then what stood out to me was like, man, they they are shocked because of a massive group. But oftentimes, there's, in scripture, God always Mm -hmm. uses a remnant. He don't need anything. I mean, the church started off, what, 12? 12 Mm normal dudes. So I was, um, yeah, I don't think I told you that. So over the weekend, I also had a um, uh-huh. Zoom call, Zoom call with one of the ministries that mm-hmm. we give to, and um, he gave a good analogy, and I never heard this before, <laughs> but it was a good analogy about how God uses the remnant. And he had said he had had lima um, beans. And they were seasoned okay. with, with, you know how we season the lima beans. <laughs> <laughs> you have, have some meat in there. You have some uh, some ham hock or something like wow. that in there. So he was saying the lima beans, it tastes good. But he said the next day when he tried them, it tastes even yeah. better. Like because of the meat. The season from the meat got on to the lima yeah. beans. And even though the lima beans were the majority, but the meat was the minority, it still infected the lima mm-hmm. beans. And it was like, that's how we have to be thinking as the church. Mm-hmm. Since we are, like in Jesus, in this situation, they're not the majority. Yeah. It's just Jesus and the twelve. Mm-hmm. But what they had being Connected to the kingdom and the king right there. That's more. That's more concentrated than what the world has to offer. And when I'm reading this, I'm like, they were so It's like the enemy. In this case, the Pharisees the, the chief priests, the scribes, they recognize that. If we seize him and it's just him. By him being so infectatious towards the community, people are going to uproar. There's going to be a massive uproar. They're not going to like what we're doing. It stood out to me. This stood out to me because I'm like, here is one. We have leaders that's using their position outside of what is designated for. And they're using this position to bring about what they desire rather than bringing about what God desires. The whole point of being a chief priest and a and scribe is to bring about the heart of God to manifest that in this realm, in right. the physical. But here it is—they're like they're acting like how Jesus told them, acting like their father to the devil, bringing about enemy's desires. Because the enemy, of course, doesn't want Jesus to reign. Of course, he wants to take Jesus out. Of course, he wants to try and split up, break down to twelve. And that's exactly what. They're acting like, but they feared the people because they seen that power. They seen that power that Jesus had in high concentration, just in one spot, that's enough to cause a massive eruption. So it's like they had to do it in secret. They had to do that trickery. They couldn't do it in the open because all everything up to this point didn't work. Trying to convince the people didn't work. Trying to try because prior to this, they, they was also scheming on Jesus. What was that prior chapter? I think it was, um, yeah. was it 11? I
1: think.
0: When they asked him about, uh, yeah, with Caesar. Because it said they had people Yeah, in chapter 11, they had people actually right. like spying on Jesus to try yeah. and see yeah, how they can and get it.
1: 11
0: and 12. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it, just, it just never worked. So here it is now. It's like, okay, since that, that stuff never worked, we got to figure out a way to do this. But what I love, I've seen, again, the sovereignty of Jesus. They didn't want to do it during Passover. Yeah. But the Lord kept saying to the disciples, it must yeah. happen during this time frame. And even though they didn't want it to occur, the sovereignty of God is still allowed. And that's another thing I also got from, um, uh, from Blue Letter. When I, was, when I was reading the commentary with David Guzik on this one, was that you can definitely see the... Con- you can definitely see God's silence. That's, guy that's what I
1: think it is. I don't, like, I don't... Because there's no difference between the beginning and then when they actually seize him at Get Simms, yeah. right? There's, there's, it's still during the same time. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's like... So Tony Evans, his thing says uh, they wanted things to proceed according to their timetable. But they were naive. Jesus had predicted that he would be crucified and raised rise from the dead in Jerusalem. God is sovereign; everything proceeds according to His timetable. Mm-hmm. I just, I just feel like, you know, it was strange to me that they would say it. But when you think, when you step back, it's like this: this was going to happen on God's time; it wasn't going to happen on their time. Yeah. Right. And so even though they said here. Not during the feast, lest there be an uproar of the people. They still ended up doing because the people, the people flipped. The people totally flipped, especially yeah. after he, came, you know, after being uh, being around Pilate.
0: Man, they went in
1: Pilate. You know, that's you know, they, they were calling for his crucifixion.
0: And that's that's crazy. It's like being in a basketball game and you the home team. Now mm-hmm. the whole crowd is rooting for you at the beginning. Right. And you come out after halftime, and the crowd just booing you, and they going for the other crowd. They going for the other team.
1: Other team, right?
0: And that—that that, to me, lets you know there's something spiritual going on.
1: Crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. So, um, but this, okay, so yeah, so I think we settled on the, you know, that was that was God's sovereignty happening right there, and you will see a lot of that mm-hmm. in this in this this chapter. Um, where things going to happen to way, the way God wants them to happen, not the way people want them to happen. Um, so this next session, the anointing at Bethany is just a, such a wonderful story, and I, I saw so many, um, so many, you know, concepts in this one story. Um, and so let me just read some of it. Um, So verse three, and being in Bethany at the house of Simon the leper, as he sat at the table, a woman came having an alabaster flask, a very costly oil spikenard. Then she broke the flask and poured it on his head. But there were some who were indignant among themselves and said, why was the fragrant oil wasted? For it might have been sold for more than 300 denarii and Mm. given to the poor. And they criticized her sharply. So, um, okay. And so, but Jesus said, let her alone. Um, Why do you trouble her? She has done a good work for me. For you have the poor with you always. And whenever you wish, you may do them good. But me, you do not have always. She has done what she could. She has come beforehand to anoint my body for burial. Assuredly, I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done would also be told as a memorial to her. There's so much in this this chapter, so much in this little section. Right. Mm -hmm. So 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 this story, it reminded me. um, I don't. And it was strange that as I read this, it just my mind went to. How God felt to break Jesus and pour out His blood over us,
2: mm.
1: and that comes from the conversation we had last week, right? About when we have these conversations with God, is like, do we ever ask God how He feels about yeah. these situations? Yeah. And so when I when I read this, I was like, man. And so you think about would if you had the ability, would you pour out? Would you break Evan and have him shed his blood for someone else? Hmm. Would I break my sons, one of them, any one of them, to p- and pour out their blood for someone else? And so just imagining that, just the feeling is mind-blowing. Right? And I don't mm-hmm. even want to think about it that much. You know what I'm saying? But but our God did it. Yeah. He planned it out and did it. Okay. So, so, th- so that was one aspect of it. the other aspect that, that kind of caught me was um, the woman. She approached Jesus in a, in the way that we should be approaching Jesus, right? Totally selfless, not withholding anything, um and, and, and so I said that this didn't real this didn't remind me of any other scriptures, but as I was meditating on this, it did remind me of the scripture. I think it's First Corinthians nine eight or nine six, something like that, um, where he multiplies the seeds of the sower. And this woman, like we we don't give to God expecting anything back. But we know that he's the life giver. We know that he multiplies the seeds of the thorn, So because we know that, why, why would we withhold anything? Mm-hmm. Whatever he, you give to him is going to be multiplied. Whatever mm-hmm. you use for his sake is going to be multiplied. And so I just saw that in this woman. And she reminded me of the woman. Um, I don't know why that woman is on my mind so much. But the woman... Um, From 12, the woman with the two mites who gave from her lack. And Jesus said, that's the greatest. She gave more than all these rich people who gave out of their abundance. And this woman gave a costly um, fragrance, oil, to Jesus. poured it all out. 300 denarii was like one denarii or two denarii was like a day's a day, day's a labor or something so i looked that
0: up it's a it's a year's wage
1: one denarii
0: no 300 one denarii okay, 300. just a day's wage oh, okay. it, um, i looked it up it was saying 300 denarii was it was it's a like year's, year's wage. wage yes i'm like woo,
2: woo. yes
0: i yes. thinking like i put in my notes i headed this section how much is jesus worth to you yeah, man. That's the question I was sitting there thinking about when mm-hmm. I read it. Because even though that's a lot, like what you just said earlier about this already being planned for Jesus to pour out his blood for us mm-hmm. and just taking the time to just think about how Jesus has shown his love to us. Yeah. And we can just look at it from back then. Let alone in our day to day right now. And it begs the question to myself, how much is he worth? Like is he is he worth me standing up and getting looked at crazy?
1: Yeah.
0: To the society.
1: Yeah.
0: Cause to Mary, you spending that much bread to mm. pour it out on his head? Mm. They looking at her like, What are you doing? Yeah. But it makes perfect sense when you know who you're talking about, when you know who he is and what he has done for you. And I think that's something, I, when I think about it, that's like one of the most important things for any relationship is to have an understanding of who this person is to you. Yeah. And I think with, 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 with Christianity, Jesus, like throughout scripture, you can see that he wants us to have that understanding of who he is to him because he keeps bringing it up. Even in the old testament, he brought it up to Israel. I brought you out of Egypt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I did this for you. I, who am I to you? Is what Jesus is asking. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, you you're worth it. Like you're worth it. The world may say it isn't worth it. But it seemed like when I was reading this, Mary, she didn't think twice. Yes. When she did this. She just went straight in. Yeah, that's mm.
1: Yeah, that's good, Evan. Because I'm I'm thinking now it's like, what am I withholding? Knowing what I know about Jesus, what am I withholding from him? Mm. Right. What What am I withholding from? Him? And And what am I willing? What am I not willing to give?
2: Mm.
1: Right. We 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 gotta assume this. This lady is working off the Holy Spirit and. Holy Spirit says, do this. If if I'm it's like the the we, we talked about with the rich young ruler. If Jesus tells you sell everything and follow him, are you gonna put your thoughts on all the things that you have or all the things that Jesus is gonna give you? Right? Which one is more valuable? The things that you have mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. the time that you'll be with Jesus, you know.
0: Yeah. And when, when we take the time and I like really look at it and I think about it,
2: mm-hmm.
0: it it's a no brainer that the kingdom is worth it. Yeah. Because the kingdom is more valuable. The invisible kingdom that we can't see is more valuable. Absolutely. But, you know, you and I agree on that because that, that's faith. Mm-hmm. But somebody that's outside of the faith circle, they won't get it. Like, right. that doesn't make sense. It's an invisible kingdom. Mm-hmm. But I think we can see it because it requires being born again. Yes. And with Mary, I was just blown away. And Mary, like, she turns around and she does this. Like, Mary doesn't mention her name. But I think another. Uh, in one of the uh, other synoptic gospels, it says her as being Mary. Right. Now, I remember and, seeing that, but th- my
1: New King James doesn't say who she is.
0: Yeah, yeah, on no, here it doesn't. This woman. chapter, yeah,
1: but typically, you know what it is, though? Like, so a woman came, like, yeah, I thought it said a certain woman. Oh, okay, so scratch that because sometimes when it says a certain person, like it, it almost just doesn't want to say their name. They know you know who it is. The writer, yeah, like when they talk about like later on, when they talk about the, the young man that flew, uh. Um, ran away from Jesus naked. They said that's mm-hmm.
0: actually Mark. Yeah, yeah, that's Mark. <laughs> <You> know, so <laughs> they said
1: a certain young man. So
0: that's what it was. It's John 12, verse 3.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, identifies her in the same story, but it identifies her as Mary. Mary. Okay. But here in this gospel, it doesn't. It just says um, certain woman mm-hmm. came. But this is still the thing that also gets me about this. is like, why didn't the disciples... All, every time I read this, I always think about it. Like, why didn't the disciples bother to think... But they wasn't looking at him as being a sacrifice. Right. They was looking at him as... as looking as at human.
1: him from a human, from a worldly standpoint.
0: Yeah, right. like he's supposed to reign. He's going to turn these... He already done turned these tables upside down mm-hmm. in the temple. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's going down these next couple of days now. Right.
1: Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And, and that's the challenge with them throughout the, his entire ministry. They're, them just looking at everything from a worldly standpoint but and i and i don't blame them you know what i mean like i don't i'm not judging them it's just because that's
0: i think i probably would have been thinking the same way
1: absolutely absolutely
0: because i think just as a man we're built to conquer mm-hmm. we when we see something that's out of rank that's, that's not right it's like okay we got to straighten this out and conquer it. got to make sure it doesn't come back to being all crazy mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: i think that's just normal response like okay i'm rolling with jesus we conquering all this sin. <laughs> We're knocking out all this. But Jesus like, this is how I'm conquering out the sin. I'm a sacrifice mm-hmm. for you. Which fly opposite of my mind. But then I ask myself, am I, I'm looking at, that's how I would have been thinking then. Am I thinking the same way now in this situation in my life? Mm-hmm. Instead of letting God, hearing God Say to me, I'm taking the will. This is the direction I'm leading. This is how it's going to go down. Because it's like the disciples, they were like, Yeah, I I hear you. But before that happens, this right here must go down.
1: Like what you hear so far? Make sure you never miss a show by clicking the subscribe button now. The Walking With Jesus podcast is made possible by listeners like you. Thank you for your support. Now back to the show.
2: Yeah.
0: but This is definitely... There's definitely a lot in here. There's definitely a lot in here. Especially when i just knowing some of the backdrop that when they, when the disciples were saying something, the instigator of this was Judas. Yes. Because homeboy had a thing for money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which it just shows how his behavior infected the others. And it's like, and that's the thing about being in a Christian circle. If you're not too careful, we could go down the path that God don't want us to go down, just because of one yeah. person. And here it is, Judas is sitting there scolding her, basically going off, and by her, basically about her heart. This right here is just a manifestation of Mary's yeah. heart. And Judas is going off, and the, and now the 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 rest of the disciples start to go off. Mm-hmm. And it brings back, I guess it goes back full circle to like what you were saying, like the persecution may come from Absolutely. within. If we're not too careful to even recognize it, it may definitely start up from within. And that's why I feel like we definitely have to like stay tied, be sensitive to the pull of the yes. spirit of Jesus. Because if the disciples were being sensitive, I don't think they would have, would have a we um, so I can get it out. They would have. I don't think they would have rebuked her if that was the case.
1: Yeah. I mean that that's that's good. That's real good, Evan, because it is. I just I feel like it, in so many instances we have to be careful not to look at things the way we naturally would look at things, especially when we're dealing with Jesus, mm-hmm. right? Like. Well, this, what Mary did, it's giving of herself, it's a sacrifice, and, and clearly they didn't see that. And then the other thing I, mm-hmm. I noticed was, okay, well, why do they feel like she's wasting it? There's nothing wasted.
0: On oh, Jesus. <laughs>
1: they were there when the boy gave up the two fish and the loaves, right? So they, they got to understand mm-hmm. that, right? And then, again, I go back to the woman and her act, just the act within itself. Like, if this is the last thing she did before she died, or the last thing she did for Jesus before he died. Mm -hmm. And, I mean, and Jesus said it, right? Like, every Bible that has ever been written and translated has this story in it. We'll never forget this woman, right? Mm -hmm. And then, man, there's so much in here. What stood out to me is verse eight, the beginning of verse eight. And I'm not sure what it says in your version, but in New King James, it says, she has done what she could.
0: Yes, that, man, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that stood out out to me too. (laughs) That was just a reminder to
1: me, like, man, that. That's that's all that's all he asks. You know, like just do what mm-hmm. you can. Cause I mean, most people feel like I think in the in the and especially being a man, being a coach, you want to do, you kind of want to go beyond what you could what you possibly think you can do. You know, you want to push, you want to do more, you want to challenge yourself and and challenge people around you to be better. But that it, it, that comes with a little bit of condemnation in it you know when 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 and and Jesus mm-hmm. says you know love has no condemnation in it and you can see it right here Jesus is not condemning her she's just doing what she can no she's doing what she can and that's all he wants man he just wants us to do what we can
0: that 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 takes that definitely takes the load yeah. off. Because sometimes we put ourselves, and I know I've been guilty of this, trying to go over and beyond. And God is like, "No, that's not in right. your capacity. Yeah. Just do what I've given you. Be, be, be yeah. in control look, of what I've given you. Look, look with your hand. That's what I that. told Moses." Yeah, look what your hand Just like what he told the um in 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 the parable <laughs> with the talents. He didn't expect for them to do way more than what they actually gave. What, what he actually them. gave them. He was like, based upon that, that's what I expect for you to do. Outside of that, I'm not I'm not I'm not bugging you. And mm, like when I read that piece, I, that I went back to it and I said, wait a minute, how yeah. did I not ever see this? Jesus to say she has done what she could. He's not saying, yeah, she she know him mean, or what y'all brothers got. <laughs> <laughs> like he didn't even he didn't even go that far. Like he just said mm-hmm. she's done what she could. And he's saying that to them, like, that's the same that's thing I'm asking right. from that's y'all. Right. It's, mm-hmm. That's it. Good. That just was mm.
1: that's so good, man. That, that that I mean, and, and again, it's just—it's a subtle call to action, man. Just do what we can in the kingdom. Right? Do what we can, and then that's why you know it's so important to understand the blessings that we've we've received.
0: Oh, brother, man, you know? like, like
1: just hit a <laughs> We are just doing what we can. Some of us have been blessed with more than others, so do mm. with it what we can and it will will continue to flow or be selfish and not do and it will stop.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Man, when you said "Mm," because it's so when I sit back and think about it. When you said we have to be cognizant on yeah. our own blessings. How can, because it's so true, how can we do do our best for what we have if we don't recognize what yeah. we have in our possession? Just like, you know, like we were talking this morning, like it's easy to take for granted being here in America that we can just do freely, yeah. do what we're doing yeah. right now. Have a podcast mm-hmm. going over God's word, getting in God's word yeah. when we feel like it have more than one bible get into a um a commentary and all mm. those are blessings all those are blessings from god to be able to eat freely the way that we, we the way that we have yeah. been exposed to eating all those are blessings from god and it's like if we don't recognize that we won't do what we exactly. can to the max cuz we won't even right. recognize we can actually do that that's kind of like this. I mean, but you man.
1: man, you hit on it because this podcast is us doing what we can. You remember, remember the question?
2: Yeah. The yeah. question, <laughs> right. the question yeah.
1: that was posed to us is okay, what are you gonna do now? We had finished the class, mm-hmm. and the question was, What are you gonna do now? You have the class. what, what are you gonna do now? What action are you gonna take now? And it's yeah. it, it's not what are you gonna do above and beyond, it's just what are you gonna do.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: just like this woman, we we decided to oh. do what we could. This is something within our, you know, within our reach. It was in our hand. It's a, it's easily available. Mm-hmm. You know, free. We ain't have to invest no, nothing but some time, which is God's anyway. And. Look at us. Yeah. We're, yeah. we're on episode 36. Mm. We just multiplied it. Everything we give to
0: multiplied mm. this it. Is, this is good. This is good. Yeah. I, mm. that, that's
2: is. so heavy, though.
0: So heavy because it's, it's so practical, but it's so heavy. Like to take the time to soak in the goodness of God and how he's yeah. blessing me now. And by being in a posture of gratitude, we can see what the assignment is going to be. God can tell us this is what the assignment's gonna be. Because yeah. now we see what we have, what he's given us. It don't come, it's not coming from me, it's coming from God. Mm. And then I sit back and think: for her to have done this, I I feel like it it I won't say help Jesus, mm, but it comforted yes. him.
1: It ministered to him, definitely. Yeah, so,
0: yeah, yeah. He, he was going through
1: it. He was going through it. He he was about about go through it because when he comes out of university, I can just imagine, man, just it. yeah, someone doing something so sweet, so so humbling to to you, you know, for you. <sighs>
0: Mhm. Because he comes out you know, the last part of verse yeah. six, she has done a yeah. good deed to me. And then when he comes out in verse eight, um, the the last part of that in verse eight, she has anointed my body mm-hmm. beforehand for the so burial. That, that
1: was fresh on his mind.
0: That's fresh on, and his. I feel like that's just mm. yeah, fresh on his mind. And it's like oftentimes it's like it's easy to have a mindset of yeah. thinking, "What can Christ do for me?" Yeah. What can Christ do for me? How can Christ bless me? But how does God feel when I have a mindset to want to give back to Him? That's a flowing relationship there. That's flowing. That's uh, that talking about like when when you were Mm -hmm. stated about God trusting you, when you're giving back to God, it's like inherently God is like, yeah, for sure, Mm -hmm. I can definitely trust you with more ego. Because it's going to keep flowing. I mean, when I sit back and think about that, it's what right. God the Father did to God the Son. Mm. I'm going to give you the kingdom. Now the kingdom is in Jesus' hands. And then at the end, in Revelation, he hands the kingdom back to God. But he hands it back to God in a better condition right. than how he received
1: it. That's so good. Man. mm so so this this I I just want to talk about the, the woman Mary just one more time because she, Yeah, yeah. And this dawned on me when I was reading it, like so in 13, Jesus was talking about watch for yourselves, right? You, you don't know the time that he's coming. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like what this woman did embodied that. Right like she she did what she could, mm. and like I said before, if this was the last thing she did, man, she ble- she blessed Jesus mm. as her last act. or let's just say, I mean we didn't we th- think about what they were doing, right? They didn't know that Jesus was going to die. They didn't know he was going to come back, but she did this. And after, he, he talked about no one knows the day or hour. He said, watch, therefore, mm-hmm. for you do not know when the master of the house is coming. In the evening, at midnight, at the crowning of the rooster, and in the morning, lest coming suddenly he find you sleeping. And what I mm-hmm. say to you, I say to all, Watch. And I think that this woman, I would assume she was there. She may not have been, but even if whether she was or not, I think that's irrelevant. The fact is, she did what she could. And if that's the last thing she ever did for Jesus, it's a beautiful thing. Yeah. She's being vigilant. She's being obedient to the Holy Spirit in this moment. Holy Spirit knows what's going on, but she doesn't. But she's being obedient.
0: hmm And this also shows how God yeah. views a woman. Oh, Because in, in, in that society, yeah. the woman was not highlighted. So for him to come out and say, in verse 9, truly I say to you, wherever the gospel is preached in the whole world, what this woman has done will be spoken of her and uh, will be spoken of in memory of her? That's heavy. That, I mean, because you have people that try and say Christianity is misogynistic and all that. Right. But I'm like, prove it. Because mm-hmm. right here flies in the face of that. Especially in contrast of that type of culture that they're in, where a woman, in many cases, they didn't right. even use her testimony. If it was a testimony and a woman saw something and it it was a woman, they wouldn't even use it. In this case, this testimony is being used by this lady. Jesus said throughout the whole world, throughout the whole world, that just goes to show how he views a woman in high regard and high esteem. You know
1: what else I thought about this woman? This is the last note I had on her because I mean, she just moved me. What she did was so powerful but I was thinking about what a legacy of spirituality this woman created for her family and the generations. So don't you think once this was written that her family would be like, mm. that's our great, great grandmother. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. That is huge. And, and not to, not to, you know, people. Yeah. You know, okay, it's written in the Bible, but you know, the people they probably put ten on it, and she, she, she broke. Man, that that bottle of oil was worth a thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? You know, but, but they're still talking about what you did for Jesus. You know what I mean? The Savior of the world, and it's just amazing, man. Like I, I think about legacy a lot, and that's. That's the legacy. Doing something, doing something for yeah, that's Christ. Crazy. Yeah. I mean, you can't be the same. Mm-hmm. You can't be the same after that.
0: Because that carries on generations. No, yeah, you're not going to be the same. Because that carry on for generations after generations. That's just... <clears throat> that's that's powerful. That's powerful. What I like about this chapter even though how it started, Mm -hmm. it seemed like a contrast. Um, Chapter 13 and also from previous chapters, it's almost like the same thing hits Mm -hmm. even within the chapter. You get this this portion here and then in verse 10, you go to smooth (laughs) Judas. (laughs) Or slick Judas, I should say. (laughs) (laughs) We We go to him. And it's like when reading this, like mine has this mm-hmm. little part it says Judas plans to betray Jesus. And it's just 10 verse 10 and 11 separated from verse 12. And when it says Judas, then Judas is a who was one of the 12 went off to the chief priest in order to betray him to them. They were glad when they heard this and promised to give him money. And he began seeking how to betray yeah. him at an opportune time, and I was like, "This is a brother that did not
2: Mm-mm.
0: hold Jesus in high value." His heart, yeah, the money, money, the money, the money was his guy. All the miracles didn't do anything. All of the teaching didn't do anything to him and so i read the um, commentary on, on on judas and it was saying standing in standing in sharp mm-hmm. contrast to the love and devotion of Mary yeah. was the hatred and treachery of judas the disciple who who, uh, who is understandably referred to last in the list of the 12 and goes on and said thus Judas was not a Galilean like the other disciples it is clear that Judas Mm -hmm. never had any spiritual interest in Jesus he was attracted to him because he expected Jesus to become a powerful religious and political leader he saw great potential for power, Mm -hmm. wealth and prestige through his association with him but but Jesus knew what Judas was like from the start and that is why he chose him as one of the twelve and I when reading that, and this is with the uh, that commentary is from the what I call JMac wow. John MacArthur um, Study Bible, but when I was, when I read that, I thought well, that's yeah. a condition of mainstream Christianity. That's what Judas is. What Judas is. What Judas heart. That description of how Judas was in his heart is the description of Jesus, and I think. And I and I had this conversation with my wife before. I was like, you know, if Jesus was around, mm-hmm. like physically around right now, You're right. oh, people wouldn't yeah. wouldn't stand him. They would really have a problem with no. Like, no, I don't want. I don't want him. Like mm-hmm. the problems they had back then with Jesus, how the Pharisees were. There would be massive amounts of people within the church that would the would really the really have a problem with Jesus. And it's mainly because they hang out with him now because let me see how I can be blessed. Well, that's looking for yeah. the political or the spiritual clout so to speak of what the kingdom has. It's not looking for the relationship it's looking for the stuff. Let me let me see how I can be blessed with this. Right. Let me see how I can right. get my new job. And that's why I'm hanging out with Jesus. And as soon as things mm-hmm. go south the heart shows. The heart shows. Yes. Start going off on God. Start going off on the people of God. Mm-hmm. That's that Judas character. Because like Judas is now, he's like, okay, I heard wind win of that he's going to die on the cross. Mm-hmm. It don't look like he's about to take power like that. And they don't say that here, but I'm just assuming it based upon his heart condition. He's like he doesn't have no problem trading them in for some money, whereas it's a deep contrast with the lady. She's like, I would give it if I had more money. I would give it. And here it is with Judas and Mm -hmm. with this lady and the other lady in the temple. Two mites. The two. um, The two mites. She's giving. That's all she could give. And it's like if she had more, she probably would give. And here it is with Judas. He's like, forget giving, I'm trying to get. Mm. I'm trying to get something from me being with Jesus. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: I'm not trying to give. I'm trying to get. That's that Judas mindset. And I see it being so prevalent in today's Christianity, especially in American Christianity. I really do see it is that and it, if I were to sit back and say well, I guess I am saying it now. <laughs> well, I was going to say if I was to sit back and say would, I'm pretty sure there would be a massive rebuke if I was on a large blowhorn saying that a lot of Christians so-called Christians yeah. have the heart of Judas.
1: Yeah, I think I think that was prevalent in the multitude. That's why he kind of stayed away from the multitude for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um So I want to throw a question out. This is one thing I thought of when I read um, in verse 11, when they heard it, they were glad. Do, Do you think that the chief priests and scribes thought this was an act of God's favor?
0: Ooh, that's a good question.
1: And so, I like, I, I don't really know the answer, question. but I feel like sometimes we think that when we get what we want, even when it's worldly, it's God's favor. It's God's grace. But mm-hmm. it's not, its and this is a subtle difference. It's not his grace, it's his sovereignty. Right? And so we talked about before, yeah. like, the Pharisees and chief scribes and stuff, they were planning this, but they didn't want it, you know, they didn't want, they thought that the people were gonna come up with they, the people were gonna, you know, act all crazy and stuff, but the reality is God didn't let it happen. Right? I mean, I I don't know, maybe God made mm-hmm. them think that the people were gonna be in an uproar because they they still did it. You know what I'm saying? They still did it not too long from when they're talking here. I don't think days and weeks went by from chapter one to where we get to them seasoning oh, no. to Gethsemane, Gethsemane, right? Exactly, <laughs> exactly. exactly. Yeah, so man, it's just a matter I just, of hours. <laughs> I, 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 I guess I wanted to point out and make clear in my mind that we have to understand there's a difference between God's grace and His sovereignty, right? You know, we we might think. That, oh, because it was a good thing that happened to us, in our eyes, we think that's God's grace, right? And and we know a lot of times we don't even Mm -hmm. get God's best because it's what we wanted, right? It's it's, it's what we wanted and what we expect to happen. Mm -hmm. enjoying the show we'd appreciate a rating on itunes or if you simply share the show with a friend that will give them a new way to experience jesus and help us out too now back to the show but that that that's not yeah
0: that's a good i don't point.
1: believe that's well, first of all, that's not God's best. And second of all, I don't think that's his grace. I think that's just him allowing something to happen. His sovereignty. And so mm-hmm. I never really thought about it until I, until I saw this word and said, they were glad. I was like, man, well, you know, gladness is usually, when you go through the Psalms, gladness is usually associated with God's grace, right? And I'm like, but this ain't that, yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> This ain't that. Like they were glad that this <laughs> was going to help them trick Jesus or trap, you know, betray Jesus. And so, like in their minds, I wonder if they were like, "Thank you, God."
0: That's a good point. That, that's a real good point. Yeah. So I, I wasn't thinking. I, I re- when I read it, the part that was sticking out to me was how. The threat, yeah, came from within. Yes, and how we have to really be on guard because Judas being so close—I mean, the, the, the remaining exactly. brothers—they exactly. didn't think that Judas would ever do a thing like that. And that's—I feel like right. it's important, like yeah. what we do: yeah, hold one another accountable. Being accountable like that. Is very important when I think about that question. Though, mm. would they mm. think this was an act of God? And, and it seemed like, even though they wasn't like believers, believe like, because just from how they walk was, it's it, it doesn't seem right. far fetched that I mean, they because, would sit back I mean, and say they, this they, came from God. To a certain
1: degree, <laughs> they were believers, right? They 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 thought Jesus. Was a blasphemer against the law in Moses. So they so they believed in that. They believed in the power of God, and mm-hmm. but they just didn't want to change because they were stuck in their ways and and they were doing some trifling stuff behind closed doors. We we all understand that. We know that. But I, I don't see them being no different than what we call a universal church now.
0: Mm-hmm. Like what popped in my mind with this also was, and I hate the piggy, like it ain't like I'm like pointing them out, but it's like the, the so-called political conservative mindset is a mindset I feel like mm-hmm. that's more so aligned with Judas. Whereas you have this quote unquote liberal mindset politically which goes against everything that's of God, you have this conservative mindset that tries to ride on the back of God, but still ain't trying to make him Lord. Still trying to make him, trying to make it seem like it's okay, like it's okay for me to do things that's not in God's alignment, mainly due to the fact that I'm doing my own thing. But if I get my own, my own way, I'm going to say, yeah, this is God's favor. But it's really not. And I'm like, when I was reading this over the week, yes. I'm like, man, this is my, that, that mindset is dangerous. It, it, it's dangerous because we can be, yes. by having that mindset, we can lead ourselves astray and thinking that we're walking right with God and we're not. Because it's like, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. Judas is religious. The Pharisees are religious. The, the, the Sadducees—they're religious, so it's like this whole religious crowd. Yes, is miles away from the kingdom. But when they <laughs> talking to one another, they're like, "Yeah, we all going in." And if something goes, hey, "Oh yeah, this is God. Exactly. This is God. This is definitely God." <laughs> God ain't got nothing to do with it. That's so good. That is so good. <laughs> I mean, like what you said, it's his sovereignty. Yeah. He may be allowing these events to occur, but this is not desire. This isn't of his heart that what he really wants to happen. He's like, okay, I'm going to let y'all rule. I'm going to allow this to happen. And mm-hmm. by being so distant from God, not having that relationship, it's like, oh, since I'm having my way, Adam, like, for example, took a trip and and, and went to Hawaii all on a credit card God's favor (laughs) (laughs) nothing nothing at all God doesn't have nothing to do with that (laughs) (laughs) but I'm like that's that Judas heart it's like I want to Judas is all about proclaiming God in public while in secret trying to shame him trying to plot against him. And I feel like it's, it's dangerous. At the same time, it shows we have to be on guard, not only, I think, not only by looking outwardly or mm-hmm. being on guard, but being inwardly look being on guard. Yes. Because this is one of the 12.
1: Yes. Man, that's good. I mean, we, we, you know, what I'm saying in this ministry more than anything in Jesus' ministry is the, delic- the delicate nature of our mind and how it is so important, so important mm-hmm. to stay connected. Because it, like, it it's, it's not like there's a delayed reaction. Evan. There's a delay. So like, say you're in the Bible, you're, you're meditating, you're spending devotion time for a week. And then after the seven days, you decide not to. There's not like a delayed reaction where you're going to get some, you know, run over. You're going to immediately get attacked. Mm -hmm. You're going to immediately have something that's going to take your mind so far away from that word. That if you don't get back in the word, it's going to hard, it's going to be hard to get back in the word. and, and it's yeah. and, right and, yeah. and, and, it the and it's subtle though i mean like up. it's subtle it'll he be something up. like oh man because there's obvious things right there's obvious things that get your mind off christ but like this like what we're talking about the, the difference between god's grace or we mistaken it for his grace and it's just his sovereignty we're giving credit could be crediting the uh uh calling it out as grace and this can be straight enemy work and, and, and that's what doing, this, is. Yeah. this is the enemy's work yeah. and, and when it says they were glad I'm like, mm-hmm. like they and, and the reason why I say this like I don't believe they believe in their minds that this is the devil's work even though it is you know what I'm saying even though it is they they're no. they're so consumed with 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 getting Jesus they're not seeing anything else but this word says they were glad and so i have to believe that if they were glad did they think god did this did they did they think because they were tr- they were trying they were trying you know how you try to do something mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, and they finally after all, what three straight yeah. years, and like finally I they get what like they desire. That. I don't
1: think it's a far stressed to think that mm-hmm. they they was thanking God for it.
2: Hmm.
0: I mean, if yeah. you think about it, you have people today yeah. that do that. This is of God. They do it all the time. Like uh, <laughs> the, I, I've seen celebrities come out. And say this is of God. Like there was one in particular that said he was cheating (laughs) on his wife. They going at it on odds. And he came on on an interview and said, because he ended up marrying the mistress. Came on the interview and he's like, Yeah, Mm -hmm. this right here, this woman, this is the woman that God sent (laughs) me to be with. And I'm like, where's the record to just stop the because I'm like, that's not of God. God is not going to reward you with your sin. If anything, this should be an outward porn of, of repentance. Yeah. All throughout scripture comes out and let you know how God feels about marriage. But yes. by being more focused on what our hearts desire rather than what God desires, it's easy to blame God. First right. of all, I mean, you got people that blame the lying of the Holy Spirit <laughs> for a career. <laughs> The Holy Spirit told me to tell you this. The Holy Spirit gave me this. I'm like, no. <laughs> and it's interesting because not only were they glad, what I thought about yeah. the last part is, yeah. and he began seeking how to portray him at the opportune time. And I'm like, so homeboy has no excuse well, when he what, stands before God. That's something I read too in the commentary. I was saying, it was saying the same thing. Like, he has no, when he stands before God, so he can't come out right. and say that he didn't have no other choice. Because when I read that piece, I got to think, because I've seen stuff on the History Channel before, mm-hmm. and they try and make it seem like Judas was so innocent, like a dove. And I'm like, Judas, what is it? this sin that he does is intentional. Right. It's not like he didn't know what he was doing. It's not by mistake. Like, so the argument on the History Channel is always that mm-hmm. Judas had to right. do it because it was part of the plan. No, Judas didn't have to do it. I mean, because that's even seen afterwards, going forward when they're doing their doing the um, Last Supper, that were that right there is a call to repentance. And Judas, his heart was just wasn't right. And that's why I'm like, when I was reading this, I'm like, we have to be on guard to others. But we also have to be on guard for self. The condition, because how the Bible puts it, the heart is deceitful and and wicked. So I have to be intently looking at my heart and allowing God to, when God shows me something about Evan, Mm -hmm. this is the condition of your heart. If God says, Evan, you're selfish you're full of pride, yeah. then I should say, amen. <laughs> I shouldn't say, well, why do you want to say that, God? <laughs> Where you getting that from? Like, I shouldn't have no, there shouldn't be much room for a conversation. And I feel like when we try and have a conversation with God to try and make it seem like God don't know what he's talking about, that's when we run on that line, on that fence of being like Judas. Because I feel like in today's Christian circles, nobody wants to admit that we got a little Judas in us. But our sin nature is the sin nature of what we see with Judas. And that is to betray Jesus. That is to go against the kingdom. That is to go against the things that God stands for. That's our sin nature. And Mm -hmm. I, I like how the commentary put it like that. For that reason, that's why he chose him. He didn't chose him because Judas had skills with money. He didn't choose him because just like he didn't choose Matthew because Matthew had skills with being a tax collector. So he yeah. in a sense would know how to have the gift to gab because he got to speak to all these different people. Mm-hmm. Right. He chose him because, yeah, you got a sin problem. That's why I'm after you. And with mm-hmm. Judas, he's like, Your sin problem, Judas, is so deep, yeah, so deeply inward that you know how to masquerade it by looking holy. And for that reason, I choose you.
1: Well, I think I, I think it also just shows the sovereignty, like you know God's ability to orchestrate and move things around. Like he needed he needed that Judas. I mean, it would have if he didn't have Judas, it would have happened some other type of way. Right, but but Judas, you know, he just fell right into place. Mm-hmm. You know, he did what God expected him to do. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right,
0: so and that, and that's that's heavy. No, I
1: was going because go,
0: go I, go I was reading it going to, to oh, sorry, okay. No, I was just gonna say, going to um, verse 12, the no, next no, 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 section, no. that's what I, that's that's what I was gonna lead on to that. But we're you just gonna say something else, okay? So, yeah, when I when I was reading going on verse 12, like I kept thinking about that with, with Judas. Because when it gets down to the Passover uh, like on the first on the first day of unleavened bread, when the Passover lamb was being sacrificed, his disciples said to him, "Where do you want us to go and prepare for you to eat the Passover?" And he sent two of his disciples and said to them, "Go into the city, and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water. Follow him, and wherever he enters, say to the owner of the house, the teacher says, where is my guest room in which I may eat the Passover with my disciples? And he himself will show you a large upper room furnished and ready. Prepare for us there. The disciples went out and came to the city, found it just as he had told them, and they prepared the Passover. Just like a whole bunch. There was a whole bunch there. What I, What I saw, like I thought about in this one, God is still like, I already know what Jesus is gonna do. Plan still must occur. And the disciples, oblivious yeah. to it, they're like obedient mode. Passover is coming. Where you want us to go? Jesus being so being in God lets them know these are the instructions. You gonna see a man. It wasn't until checking out the commentary good, good, like good. this one. I stayed this so chapter. I, I, I did I a lot of commentary reading on. You know?
1: <laughs> I, I was wondering was was this like a a an example of Jesus having you know God foreshadowing powers, or was just just this, this the fact that he was so popular and known at the time. You know what I mean like just like the 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 mm-hmm. the Pharisees and chief scribes at the beginning they were fearful of the people cuz they they knew Jesus they knew who he was <laughs> the people knew who he was he just came into Jerusalem triumphantly on mm-hmm. the on the back of a donkey and I I almost get the sense that it wasn't like necessarily a miracle it was just that J- Jesus knew that the people knew him and so, and and they knew who the disciples were. They knew all of them. And so, if he says go into town and you'll see somebody, now that that piece, that beginning piece, where he says go into the town and a man will meet you carrying a pitcher of water, follow him. Like that to me, like okay, that's kind of specific. But um, mm-hmm. but the rest of it, the rest of it is like, you know, maybe, <laughs> maybe there were some people. It, and I guess what I'm getting at is Jesus knows people's hearts, right? Like he may not know, like he, he knew who the woman was mm-hmm. at the well. He knew her heart. He know, and he, he goes at that. So I was just, I'm just wondering, is this an example of that, where he knows the hearts of the people who are, you know, following him and in the city and that yeah. could, could want to help, you know?
0: Hmm. Okay. And that's where I think that's where my mind was at. And then when I was reading the commentary, like it kind of it kind of like it, it put my mind in a different spot. And I'm like, okay, I think I see why what's going on. Like, um, like so the commentary says, so a man, yeah. it's not common in those times for a man yeah. to even carry a picture war that, that was the duty of a woman. And then I got to thinking about it. I was like, you know what? When thinking about it in Genesis, that's how um, Isaac, the servant for for Abraham, met Isaac's wife. It was water. Mm
2: -hmm. They they
0: came out and got, and I think also with um, Jethro's daughters, with Moses. They was coming out Mm -hmm. to get, they they would water, get the water, and they would also get water for the livestock. And I was like, hmm. So when I, when I looked at it in that context, I was like, when Jesus said this, he's just not being, he's not guessing. and it, It's it's him yeah. showing yeah. to his disciples, mm-hmm. I'm God. I know what's to occur. I know what's coming up next. It, the the mm-hmm. probability of you meeting a man when you go, if you leave now and you run into a man yeah. carrying water, the probability is like very, 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 very slim. But if you leave now, the probability is going to be on point. Because I know what I'm talking about. That's Jesus, and I'm like, when I was reading, it, I was like, that makes sense to have all this detail like that. Mm. And what I love, like, I immediately like, when I was reading this, right, I thought about you. I thought about you. I thought about your obedience because I seen with the disciples first. Most people would have been like, Jesus, what is it that a woman is? How is it that a woman is going to be carrying water? I mean a man's gonna be carrying water mm-hmm. instead of a man coming to meet me in the city. That don't make yeah. sense. You sure it's not a woman? And what I'm saying here, there is no questioning. Right. There's this immediate, immediate, immediate obedience. Like, okay, gotcha. Yeah. I don't care how strange it sounds. I know it's coming from you. I'm going over and out. <laughs> and as soon as they get there, this is the part that really made me think about you was verse 16. Mm-hmm. The disciples went out and they came to the city and found it just as he had told them and they prepared the Passover. No, it was sorry, it's 15. It's 15 and 16. It made me think about you because it says, and he himself will show you a large room furnished and ready. Prepare for us there. That part made me think about you, just the obedience. And then I thought about. When you enter into God's rest, there's some things you ain't got to do. It's on God gonna do all the heavy, all the hard stuff. Because when you're thinking about trying to have a dinner, the hard stuff. I don't know if this room is gonna be furnished. Are we gonna have anywhere to, or, or have the utensils, have the things that we need in order to prepare this meal. And Jesus is saying, if you obey me, yeah, all that stuff gonna be there. Only thing you gotta do is just get in. And do the light work. I done did all the hard work. You just gotta do the light one out. And I was like, man. I thought like I immediately thought about that's that's what I believe God is gonna do and has been doing in your life and with your business. Like he's gonna lay it out. And I'm like, He did as he did that here for them with the disciples. Like you they inquired, they prayed to him about something in relation to God's will. Based upon what they knew about Jesus, based upon what they knew about the times, what season it was in. Okay, this is Passover, Lord. What? 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 How do you want us to address Passover now with you? Boom! That prayer came with instructions. That instructions they heard. The instructions came from. They got obedience. From obedience came the favor of God already having everything prepared for them. And then they're not focused on the individuals that he's going to use. They didn't highlight the man carrying the water. They wasn't looking at how much we owe you. They wasn't looking at that like, I, now I owe you because you did this. They was looking at it from the perspective of God moved through you to do this for us. So we we were going gonna to move forward in it. And I was like, that when I was reading, I was just like, Taken, taken it back and i was like because i never really that's real good i never saw it like that before it's <laughs>
1: such a it's encouraging because that's that's how it works right it's a prayer a response with instructions obedience and favor that's how it works in the bible that's how it works uh-huh. with god and it's and it's clearly laid out right here the, the mm-hmm. so the other thing i noticed was um and I asked this question, um, just just like the woman who broke the alabaster flask, she gave in honor of Jesus, is this also not a foreshadowing of how the disciples shared everything, how they worked in union with each other after the Holy Spirit comes?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, I think you're hitting on something exactly. with that, but that is kind of like uh, yes, it's yes. like a glimpse we read into that, that in the
1: other devotion. So like when get, I when he gets I to Acts. I didn't notice it. I just thought of it when I was reading it, yeah. <laughs> but when I saw it, it says it. It says they literally share everything, and the the church was growing and they were prospering and stuff. And I'm like, man, this this is what you know. The people are giving without question and without. Any reservations, like you said, they're being totally obedient, and that's how that's how God wants it, that's His intention. We're all to be united, we are to be one. Everything that we have is everybody's, right? And with this man Mm
2: -hmm. with the
1: picture that the disciples go meet about the Passover. It's just amazing how this man doesn't say anything. They don't even really say anything about it. It says so his disciples went out, and came into the city, found it just as he said it, said it to them, and they prepared the Passover. you're hearing we'd love to hear how walking with Jesus is helping you keep listening to hear how you can leave us a message that we may use on the show also don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode now back to the show I mean that that is that is I believe that is what the body of Christ should look like. That's what the church should look like. Whoever's in need, whoever's in need yeah. receives. Whoever has gives. And it's just, I mean, you think about it, it's just doing all that you can. Not
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the right I like how you highlighted it. Because that is how the church is supposed to function. And it's like, but it's a it's a steep contrast with modern day society yeah. of wanting what the church is supposed to do and placing that on the back right. of the government. Cause it's like now there's a call for the yeah. government to do all these things. And the government yeah. by God's authority isn't ordained to do that. That's ordained for the job of the church. The church. I mean, if if the church collectively really looked after the poor. Right Like even in like in our country, like how would that even look?
1: Absolutely.
0: Like that would change the face. That would change the culture, really? That would change the culture. like a total stranger is helping you and caring about your well-being and then comes alongside yes. and not only ministers to you, really? but treats you better than the family
1: absolutely you are more yeah, like you have to a relationship now
0: it changes how you look at total strangers
1: cuz somebody did it for you yes
0: yeah mm-hmm.
1: absolutely
0: that sense of gratitude will just grow it will blossom well
1: and and but it's know, like
0: now we put that you, on you know what also back of government the government the is like well, we'll if we can't
1: it's <laughs> created with the government it gives place for the person or persons within the supply chain to have their own agenda, right? Like, so the person that heads up the the, the feeding mm. yeah. the people, yeah. you know, process, they can. Oh, I got a cousin that's really in need, so let me let me make sure I look out for them before I do whatever. You know what I'm saying? Whereas the church is just like, let's just feed mm-hmm. everybody. <laughs> Let's just feed everybody. There's no room for agendas in this. Because it's all about God's agenda. Yeah. It's all about God's agenda. Man, that's that's man, that's powerful, man. The, 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 the government can never replace what the church should be doing. It will always, always mess it up.
0: You know, mm, just thinking about that because it's like now we're like in the in the in the realm of that's what what the church is expected to do, what God expected the church to do. We're seeing it carried out, like what we were talking about, like in the black church. It's
1: ridiculous.
0: Black lives matter. The church has nothing to do with it, but it's like the the job of calling for true justice is the job of the church. But we it's. We're outsourcing our responsibilities. And the church is crying out, God bless us, so we can do more. And I feel like the Lord is like, Bless you to do more. What outsourcing? <laughs> mm-hmm. It's like if we if we stick to the business of the kingdom and do what God wants us to do, He will give us the tools and the utilities. The things that we need, he will give it, he yeah. will give us those resources to do to handle the father's business, because everything belongs to him. But I feel like it was just like what you said before. Yes. It's that trust. If we don't show ourselves as being trustworthy Mm-mm. with he's not. The, the things of the kingdom, why should if we're not he give us a With
1: more? a little bit, he's not gonna give us a lot. He's he's I believe it. I mean, I firmly believe it that God is always mm-hmm. testing us. Even when we get into a certain level, like he continuously testing us because he wants to give us more, he wants okay. to give us more, but you gotta prove that you're not gonna you know be used by the enemy when 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 I bless you with this stuff or put mm-hmm. you in a position or any any anything any show of his favor you're not gonna abuse it, you're not gonna turn around and blame yeah. me and curse me because. It ain't going exactly where you want, you know, all of those things. God is testing us. We got to be able to handle it. We got to be able to handle the persecution, hold, hold, hold true to our faith when we are involved with a a, a new group or a new um, set of people as we move up in position or move up in responsibility. It's going to be a new set of eyes. Are we going to be able to, to hold true and, it's all about his mm-hmm. glory. If we if we can't do this for his glory, and not give him the glory that he's supposed to, that he deserves in that position or in that role, it, no, it's not gonna happen, bro. It's not gonna happen. Oh man! Oh. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> yes.
1: yes I, indeed.
0: Yeah, the Holy Spirit always shows yeah, up <laughs> every time we do, bro. Though. Well, that part of that wasn't even there. Like, I, I didn't even write that. That wasn't even part of my notes. Mm-hmm.
1: Um. All right. So <laughs> I
0: think I had, uh, you ended up
1: on 16. So 17, this is an interesting part. So this is still a part of Jesus celebrating Passover with his disciples. So verse 17, in the evening, he came with the 12. Now, as they sat and ate, Jesus said, surely I say to you, One of you who eats with me will betray me. And they began to be sorrowful and to say to him one by one, is it I? Mm. And another said, is it I? He answered and said to them, it is one of the 12 who dips with me in the dish. The son of man indeed goes just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the son of man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had never been born. And, you know, this goes back to what we were talking about with Judas and, you know, how, you know, how is he going to stand for Christ? But this is very interesting to me because he, he, Jesus predicts that one of the disciples is going to betray him. And so they start asking asking him if it was me, you know, like, was it me? Is it me? And so I, I was, I was like, man, what did Judas do? Did you just say, is it I? And then, (laughs) so that was a little strange. Um, And then I also thought it was strange that they were even asking that. Like, why would you ask, is it I? But then I was like, well, maybe they understood Mm -hmm. that they could be used by Satan just as easily as they could be directed by Jesus. Maybe they understood that because of the instance we had with Peter before when Jesus had to yeah. rebuke him. And then so, so that's that's the point there I was trying to mm-hmm. say. Like, hmm. maybe, maybe they did. The other point was how did they not figure out it was Jesus, Judas? And, and so I, I, I put that on you know what, that could be God's sovereignty handling that part. Um, but and then man, how how did Judas not feel guilty during this point? This is this to me, this, I felt like this is an opportunity. But so I think yeah. with all of this stuff, we have to keep in mind that God's word is going to get fulfilled. God's plan is going to get fulfilled. And unfortunate for Judas it was him right like he he might have even felt guilty but it went away i don't mm-hmm. know it was going to be him at this point and you know i it god's sovereignty is amazing because we know this is a bad thing this but we know from jesus talking to peter it's a bad thing in the worldly view but in God's eyes this has to happen or we are done we are cooked people people like people as we know it have no um we have no recourse we will be overcome by sin we will be headed towards death and a fiery hell mm-hmm. for the rest of eternity if Jesus doesn't Go through what he's going through. Period. There is no like, okay, this didn't. So, G, okay, so Jesus didn't die. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we got a backup plan. I don't. It's no backup plan.
0: Yeah, if there's any reason to be stressed out,
1: so so that so that if thing, Jesus didn't think, go to the, go, right go on to the cross,
0: that, definitely that, be stressed out.
1: Stressed <laughs> because. He knows this has to happen, but everything within him is like, he's having to fight everything within all the the, the, the human side of him is like, I can't do this. I don't want to die. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I feel like all of that, but he but he knows, like, in his heart, in his spirit, he knows this hmm. has to happen. But in his, his, the man in him, the human side of him is like, Oh man. Like, I mean, we see it in this prayer and we'll get to it. But, like, man, like, oh, I, like, I can't even imagine going through this. I've had to make tough decisions at times and been under a tremendous amount of stress, but I could, it's never been life in death. And knowing that in order for life as we know it to exist, I have to die? Man, come on, man. There's no one like Jesus. No one. Mm -mm. No one. No one could ever No one can fill
0: fill that gap. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes.
0: And that's why it makes perfect sense when we praise him. Because I feel like that shows the enemy. Yes. Every reason
1: why
0: he can't be the most high. Because Satan can't be in one place, in every place at one time. Satan doesn't know everything. Mm -hmm. Satan doesn't, he can't die for our sins. He can't do (laughs) any of that. Yes. Yes he can't even correct he can't even go back and correct his own thing that he didn't did and so when he's looking for worship whenever we worship God yes it re, it has to remind him on why he's not eligible <laughs> why he's not eligible and and what I thought about when reading this and Justin and also just now what I thought about is like when you brought that up with with, with Jesus mm-hmm. having to do this mm-hmm. Like I see his humility. He doesn't come out and he doesn't, he doesn't come out and say in front of all of so Judas, why yes. have you plotted? Why have you plotted against me? He could have, but he didn't. <laughs> and he doesn't pull Judas to the side <laughs> yeah. and say, So yeah, I know what you did. You know you're wrong, right? He don't even do that. <laughs> his whole thing here is like Judas. Mm-hmm. Oh man. It's like you can really see the character of the Holy Spirit in Jesus. Because what you, what Jesus does here is the same way I mm-hmm. feel like how the Holy Spirit would say to us when we're doing something we know we ain't got no business doing. Yeah. He's calling it out, but it's with a, mm-hmm. it's open. Because he's mm-hmm. one of you We're gonna do was gonna do this. Yeah, it's gonna betray me. And Judas had already betrayed him. He, Judas, already went and already had a scheme going on. I felt like Jesus, mm-hmm. just being in his character, being who he is, he's like, "Yeah, I want you to repent. I want you to take the initiative to repent." And as I was reading this, I was sitting there thinking, like looking at Judas's heart. Like I was saying earlier, I was thinking about his heart. And when I got to this part it was, so it was like in um, verse 20 and 21. And he said to them, it is one of the twelve, one who dips with me in the bowl. For the Son of Man is to go, just as it is written of him. But woe to that man by whom the Son of Man is betrayed. It would have been good for that man if he had not been born. I'm like, that's definitely a call to repentance. But then I thought, what if Judas would have came out and said in front of all of them? Father, it was me. It's going to be me. I did it. I already already got something going on. And what I thought about was that it's already written that he must be betrayed. So the betrayal already happened. Mm. But Judas could have been saved if he would have repented. That's what popped in my mind. I was like, well, what if Judas could have been saved right then there? Because ah. he already got the plan going at this point. But if he would have came yeah, out and said it, and it still would have went yeah, down, yeah, it still yeah, could have yeah, went Because yeah, yeah, Jesus yeah. God so, got more than so one possibility of making this thing go down.
1: He didn't have to be the one who gave him the sign and get yeah. in me. He didn't have to do that. He could have been Oh Lord, mm. he could have even told. I don't know. I mean, like you said, God, God had, God's had, God had a number of possibilities,
0: right? Who, um, pop, my number of possibilities. That's why I, it popped in my head. Like, what if he, Jesus would have said, "Whatever he you agreed yes. to do, do it." But I forgive you. Because when I'm looking at this warning that he gives, and just this is the same guy that wept right. when talking about the destruction of Jerusalem. And here it is when he's looking at Jerusalem, he's crying. And Jerusalem, while he's looking at it, is well kept. The temple is there, everything looked nice. And he's crying about it before it happens. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's just so hard to fathom how Jesus really felt towards Judas. Not just not just references of like him going to be crucified, but just in towards Judas, just knowing that depending, the judgment that's going to, the terrors of hell yeah. that he's going to in, have to go through because of what he did of betraying Jesus. And basically, you betraying the king of kings, the lord of lords. And it's like the feeling that, that I can, like, I picture Jesus being straight stern when saying this to him, to, to, to them in reference to Judas because he really doesn't want him to perish. Because I'm like, if he cry well, for losing...
1: I, 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 I believe you're hitting... I know there had to be very deep feelings here. that I've come to understand the love that God has for his people is beyond our understanding we don't know how much we can't even really understand how much God loves us because we only know how to love I mean we got I guess we can exemplify agape Mm -hmm. love but God is agape love like there's, there's nothing that you know I I don't know. I, I, I mean, I'm I, I I totally understand what you're saying because that supper, because because I don't want people to miss this, and I don't want us to miss it either. This is the first communion, yeah. like the the Last Supper is like the, this is a big deal. So they're doing it over the Passover, yeah. but we know it as communion now, which is. It, it's a proclamation that we are connected to Jesus it's a visible act mm-hmm. that we we believe that Jesus died for our mm-hmm. sins he rose after three days and he's the savior of the world right and it for for Jesus in this in this moment I think you're hundred percent right I think he does love Judas, and Judas doesn't even understand or he can even contemplate how much he loves him. He he just has no idea. But this warning and these things that he's saying, it's directly it's directed solely at Judas and giving Judas an opportunity to repent. And I, and and I'm 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 still hundred percent with you because mm. I think if he did repent. It still would have went down, but at least Jesus would have saved his soul. Mm-hmm. But we know, mm-hmm. yeah, we know we know that he went through with it, and, it better, and he didn't. He he didn't get the hint. Born? Jesus was giving him some hints. He didn't. He didn't take it, and so unfortunate for him. Like. For God, for Jesus to say, better for you not to be born, man. Think about that.
0: When, when I read the commentary, that mm. piece on there, you know, it was, this is because the terror of Judas. I'm sorry. This is because the terror Judas would experience in hell would be right. so great. Mm. Mm. That's just mind blowing. Because off, when I think about eternal damnation, I can't picture it. So for God to come out, I mean, because he gives a stern warning, repent, the kingdom is at hand all throughout his earthly ministry. But for this brother here, this is pretty graphic. It's better for you not to have been born. That is is here with Judas and the other time is causing one of these little ones to go astray. It's better to have a millstone cast around one's neck and thrown into the sea. Those two. When he gives that strong warning like that, like, he's not going to waste words. Jesus never wastes words. He never said something and took it back. So if he he said it like this, he's being straight up with Judas. And it's unfortunate that Judas wasn't like, Father, it was me. Mm -hmm. It's going to be me. Even if he couldn't say it in front of all of them, pull Jesus to the side and said, I'm sorry, it's me. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, never did. And it it goes down in history. And it's like, now we we know Judas as the the only one out of the 12 that went against God.
2: Yeah.
0: And that's unfortunate to go down in history like that. But it's like it was his choice. Mm -hmm. He paid for it. Unfortunately, literally, he paid for it. He paid for his spot in mm-hmm. eternal damnation. So sin, the sin, the wages the wages um, of death and sin, you have to pay for it. And he paid. He paid ultimately. Yeah. Ultimately, he paid for it. And I did see the same thing that you saw, too, like with the disciples, for them to ask themselves that, mm-hmm. is it me? And I thought to myself, that's the best response to
2: yeah.
0: have because the other response would be the point oh it's this yeah. person, or it Was that person when really it's like we're all sinners we all are damaged by sin it could very well be me and I thought that would be the best response to ask mm-hmm. like is it me
1: that's good that's good
2: All right. Um, It's it's kept me in the commentary. No, (laughs) that's
1: good. I mean, um, some of these things, it it, it forces you to kind of look at it, like, look at it from a little deeper, you know? Um, Okay, so 22, it says, this section says, Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper. Verse 22, as they were eating, Jesus took bread, blessed and broke it and gave it to them and said, take it, this is my body. Then he took the cup and when he had given thanks, he gave it to them. They all drank and they all drank, drank it. And he said to them, this is my blood of the new covenant, which is shed for many. Assuredly, I say to you, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it, it new in the kingdom of God. When they had sung a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Yeah, there's a lot. This, this is a such lot. powerful. <laughs> I mean, it, it, and with us, you know, us coming off communion yesterday, um, I made a notice like this uh, it's a ritual that remains to this day to stay connected with our Savior by consuming His body and blood in our bodies. There are benefits of His presence in prayer, but how much more? we get of him in communion. And Mm -hmm. the other part that stuck out to me is um, what a wonderful thought it is to know that Jesus is waiting to have another communion with his people when he returns in the new kingdom. He's holding out a great feast for us in his kingdom. I remember when we read this in Matthew and that just, it just really moved me Because enjoying the show, we'd appreciate a rating on iTunes, or if you simply share the show with a friend that will give them a new way to experience Jesus and help us out too. Now back to the show. Again, we don't know how much we can't even really understand how much Jesus loves us. He gave his life for us and he said here, he's never, I will no longer drink of the fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new in the kingdom of God. That's a wonderful promise. That's a wonderful promise for us to have and to hold on to. That we're going to, we're going to have a feast with him. And that's the, that's going to be the next time he drinks of the fruit of the vine.
0: Yeah, that, that showed me how important he we yes. are to him. For him to hold yes. back from something like that until we all meet again.
1: Bless him.
0: that, like mm. glory, and like when I read some of the um the commentary on this mm-hmm. part too, it was saying that it was it was a normal um custom for the head of the table to be the one to bless okay. everything. To be the one to speak, and I was like, "That makes perfect sense." Here it is: Jesus is about to die, and he still is showing himself to be responsible mm. over the twelve, because this was the this was the role within a a, a, within a the Jewish church. family. Yeah. yeah, the father right. would do. The father would be the one because he's right. the head of the house. He's responsible, and he's like, "I'm gonna bless everyone here." Yeah. Before I leave. And I'm going to leave with a promise. Let you know how committed I am to you. I'm showing you throughout these three years. I've been committed to you this whole time. Committed to teaching you. Committed to delivering you. Committed to bringing you Mm -hmm. closer to the father. Now that I'm about to leave. I want to show you. That I'm still going to be committed to you. Even when I'm gone. Because I want y'all to continue to keep doing this. But I'm. Going to hold back until we meet again physically. And that just did something to me. (laughs) That's
1: that's a heavy, just trying to wrap your head around it, man. That is, that's, it's heavy, man. You know, that like the creator of the world who has given so much of himself already, still holding out, you know, still holding out for us. Mhm. It's, it's
0: amazing hmm. and it's interesting like when we do like I like what um, what was it um mm-hmm. Dr. Tony Evans when he did a sermon on communion and that when we proclaim it we're proclaiming to the spiritual realm that we belong yeah. to Christ and it was like on this day he proclaimed it that we do belong to him. He officiated it. And it's like as we keep going on, that same thing, it, it's hmm. It's a lot. And then I thought about like just that love that he has for us, what he was willing to endure. And so there's um when it says in verse 26, after singing. After singing a hymn, they went out to the Mount of Olives. Like in my Bible, the two are separated. Verse twenty, like from twenty-two and twenty-five, just has the Lord's Supper is instituted, and then it goes to Jesus predicts Peter's okay. denial. But when I was reading it, I felt like twenty-six kind of flowed in with the Last Supper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's how it is in my Bible.
1: In, in this Actually, New King James Version, it's 20, okay. It says Jesus institutes the Lord's Supper, and that's verses 22 through 26. And then 27, it it says Jesus predicts Peter's denial. That starts at 26.
0: Okay. And it was like when I was reading it, like it kind of because it still flowed, like I felt like the, the singing accompanied by him saying, I'm not, I'm going to withhold myself from doing this again until we meet. I thought about um, with the singing Zephaniah 317 because in 317 he comes out and he says he's going to be singing yeah. a song to us.
2: Good.
0: That he like, um, turn to it. I just passed it. <laughs>
1: 317 it says, The Lord your God in your midst, the mighty one, will save. He will rejoice over you with gladness. He will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing.
0: That does. Like that popped in my mind about that. I'm like, he's gonna, when he sees us, Mm -hmm. he'll partake in this in the Last Supper with us again. And then he'll sing to, and I'm like, trying to picture Jesus singing to me. Like he's happy to see me. And then I thought about um, Jason Nelson's song, Forever is a Long Time. And I thought about Jesus singing that. That's how long I love you. Forever is a, I, I, I thought about that and I was like, hmm. That just shows how much love he has for us. Like I'm worth him singing to. You that happy to see me that you are saying? <laughs> like this is gonna be a yes, a party, a very joyous moment. When we get raptured and we stand before him, like this is something that he's when I think about it like look at thinking about it in the scripture when he says, I I leave and I go mm-hmm. prepare a place for you. I picture Jesus doing it in excitement. He's excited to do it. This is yes. something he wants to do so much that when he when we finally are around him mm-hmm. physically, yes. he busts out singing. Like that yeah. jumped out to me. That jumped out to me. And then when I read the commentary, it kind of, it took kind of. When I read the commentary, and it was saying that, um, what they were saying was the Hall L, which is Psalm um, eighteen, no Psalm one thirteen through Psalm one eighteen. That's what they were saying during mm-hmm. the Passover. And so when I went to go read. Just a piece of Psalm 18. And I read Psalm 18 before. And when I read it, I was like, hmm, interesting. Like it says, Give thanks to the Lord, for he is good, for his love and kindness is everlasting. Oh, let Israel say his love of kindness is everlasting. Oh, let the house of Aaron say, oops, sorry, that's a let the house of Aaron say his love and kindness is everlasting. Or let those who fear the Lord say, His love and kindness is everlasting. From my distress, I called upon the Lord. The Lord answered me and set me in a large place. The Lord is for me. I will not fear. What can man do to me? The Lord is for me among those hmm. who help me. Therefore, I will look with satisfaction on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord hmm. than to trust in man. Did you- and How did Jesus feel saying this? 116,
1: what it says, in my Bible says the Thanksgiving Mm -hmm. for deliverance from death,
0: yeah. Like, I'm as I'm checking this out, I'm like, how did he feel saying this, knowing what he's about to endure? And that put in my mind, I'm like, Man, I I think. I'm trying to process like for myself, it's like oftentimes it's easy to throw yeah. in the towel with God. Like, okay, I've been praying and, praying and 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 praying. Year number one comes by. Year number two comes by. Mm-hmm. Now we're on a decade, mm-hmm. still praying. Here it is because knowing the, knowing that Jesus is going to go to the garden of Gethsemane, and knowing when he gets there, he Got done praying, mm-hmm. got done saying this, and I'm trying to put it in context. I'm like, knowing the character yes. of God, knowing the character of God, the more we know about Him, will cause us to yes. see things that we ought to see. Now He was able to say this because I think this this lets me know we we're not dealing with just a mere man here. Because I think a mere man would be like. I done read this, I done sung this. Yeah, I can just imagine him saying, like a mere man would be like, I've I've committed myself to you, and I've sung this to you, I've read this, and now I'm about to die. Mm-hmm. And they seemed like a big contradiction. But I felt like Jesus had peace. Because He spent a lot of time with God the Father,
2: mm-hmm.
0: and when I thought, like, this is one of the places he would normally go, yeah, to speak to God, mm-hmm. I go through a, a, a horrible set of events. But he's going to a familiar place with Him and God the Father, yeah. After saying something, it seems like a country, and it made me think about myself, like, am I am I acting faithless or based upon am I putting, am I limiting God when I'm looking at his word and saying okay, you said in your word you can do this. You said in your word you can open up doors. You said in your word you can, you know but in fact I'll be opening up the door to God by just communing with him. Mm-hmm. Just out with him. Yeah. And allow him just to do his thing however he feels like doing it. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, I'm seeing this in your word, you hold yourself accountable to your word. So why aren't you doing this now? Yeah. And I don't get that from Jesus. Like, he asked later, could you remove this cup from me? But I feel he asked that, but he was so committed to the Father. Mm -hmm. He's like, I'm I'm going to ask, but if it, if it's not what you want, then I'm I'm rolling out with what you want to do. Yeah. That's it. That's that, like, just trying to because I never like prior to reading that part in the commentary, I never knew that part with
1: Yeah. No, that this is this is good because it gives you some insight into what um I think you're right. I think he's been there before. But I also think that he's um I think that Jesus is trying to encourage himself Mm -hmm. by going back to what he knows, going back to like, he's, I think he all during this time as he gets closer and closer to it, um, he's, he's struggling. He's fighting with his flesh, with the flesh side of him. But this is this is encouraging to him. He's spending time. This is like we was talking about before. When you're in with connected to God and you're connected to His Word, you you kind of blank out. You don't like in our devotions. I don't really think about much else. Yeah, All right. Yeah. When, when we when we studying the Word, talking about it, like now, I'm not thinking about what my family's doing. I'm not thinking about nothing else. Mm-hmm. I'm totally locked in here. But that's not to say as soon as we get out of this, we're not gonna be bombarded with mm-hmm. worldly stuff, you know, kids and family and just stuff, right? And so yeah. I feel like as as Jesus was going through this last supper and they singing the hymns, he's at a place like I, I feel like you're you're right. He's he's at a place of peace because he's 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 his mind is on God. But we know as he goes out, as he leaves this time, I think that the pressure starts to come back on him.
2: Mm -hmm. Right.
1: And I think you I think you're also right. I think this is a this is a great example of what to do when we're in stress. Right. Get, Get around other believers and get your mind on God. Mm hmm. Right and and, yeah, and persecution. And, yeah, and 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 encourage yourself. Right, just all of these these from man. I'm about I'm going to read Psalm fourteen through eighteen because these are just just the titles of the of the these books, these chapters. I mean, are so it just sounds so encouraging and just reinforcing. What we should already know. If you don't, if you don't know, this is a great place to pick it up. Yeah, to reinforce. Just like I mean, the other one says the, the um, what does it say the, uh, praise God for His everlasting mercy. Let all people praise the Lord. Thanksgiving Him for deliverance from death, the futility of idols, and the trustworthiness of God. Um. Uh, mm. The power of God and his deliverance of Israel. I mean, come on now. Like that's that's encouraging. I mean, I'm I'm thinking of when Elijah felt desolate and alone. And Jesus gave him, I mean, God gave him some instructions to go and be ministered, and the angels came and ministered to him. Yeah. And they encouraged him. And, and I think that's that's what he was trying to do. Like, I, I think he was he was trying to encourage his spirit because he's probably, you know, he's probably feeling it, you know? Mm-hmm. Trying, to, trying to get his mind of what he knows is going to happen and just get his mind settled on God. Like how you talk about, you know, be, being mindful that you are keeping your mind on God throughout the day. I think this is what Jesus yeah. is trying to do right here. Yeah. Which is a great lesson for us. It's a great lesson for his disciples.
0: In this, 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 this segment here. About him, Peter Denial. I thought about. That, that persecution. Because mm. this basically. Jesus is being persecuted. Yes. And. I started looking at his posture. Of the persecution. Yeah, And I thought, well, this is the posture we're supposed to have. Focus on God, not focus on man. Yeah. Not focus on the enemy. Like, for him to come out and give that rebuke to uh, Peter the way that he did,
2: when
0: mm-hmm. um, he says, and Jesus said to them, verse 27, Jesus said to them, you will all fall away because it is written, I will strike down the shepherd and the sheep shall be scattered. But after I have been raised, I will go ahead of you to Galilee. But Peter said to him, even though all may fall away, yet I will not. And Jesus said to him, truly, I say to you that this very night before a rooster crows twice, you yourself will deny me three times. But Peter kept saying insistently, even if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And they were all saying the same thing. Mm.
2: Mm,
0: mm, mm. And I was like, they didn't catch wind that Jesus was literally saying, "Y'all gonna be scattered because the persecution is coming."
2: Mm.
0: The comfort of being unified, being together, walking around in public—you ain't gonna feel comfortable doing. It's gonna be persecution. Yes. And with that persecution, he's he's basically warning, like, this is what. I need for you to take heed. Mm-hmm. It's, it's gonna happen because it's written. Yeah, it's written. It's written, and it's gonna happen. I think, like um, I think, you said this before. We oftentimes stay focused on the how, mm-hmm. how it's gonna happen, and oftentimes we lose God by thinking like yeah. that.
1: Yeah,
0: because we we just need to just accept it for what it is. It's going down. He said it. It's going down.
1: Right. Right. <laughs> So so this this is interesting because I wrote this note that okay so Jesus predicts the scattering of the disciples after his after they capture him and and you know he goes through what he's going to go through but I wrote down this isn't persecution from the world it's self-inflicted persecution because they are disconnected from the source we can still suffer from this if we don't stay connected when jesus is treated wrongly in the world and so jesus is predicting this and he, he shows how it happens and i'm like man they lost their rabbi they lost their teacher they lost their master And they scattered, even though, like you just said, they all agree with Peter when he said, if I have to die with you, I will not deny you. And when they they see Jesus get captured or the, the soldiers start coming and trying to, you know, take hold of him, they all leave. And I and I just feel like this is this is not that's not persecution from the world. That's at, at that point, that's not persecu that's persecution that they put on themselves. They 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 literally
2: mm-hmm.
1: are saying, you know, that denial is a level of persecution that they put and and then what they feel from that. And obviously Peter felt some type of way after he did it. Oh, yeah. That, you know, he denied God, denied Jesus.
0: I read it before. I yeah, well, I read that. that it, the act that Peter did was straight up apostasy. Yeah. I denied God. I think it was also Donald Tony Evans said it because he ended up cursing. Yeah. Peter ended up yeah. cursing when he said he didn't know Jesus. So, so. And
1: Well, I was Mm -hmm. just gonna say, how is that? Where to to avoid persecution, you put yourself in a situation where you persecute yourself because of the guilt that you feel.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think it boils down to like how the Pharisees were. The similarity is. The fear of men, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. The fear of the punishment or the consequences for not going along with the in crowd, yeah. instead yeah. of being focused on the consequences of not obeying God and staying firm with God. It's like God said it, and they're like, "No, nah, I ain't gonna yeah. do that." But Peter's response, though, was kind of like, in you know, a sense, kind of full of pride. Absolutely. It, they may fall away, but I ain't not your it's boy. Not,
1: not me. me. <laughs> I'm the closest one to you. Nah, that ain't gonna happen to me. But but and, and it's a lesson in that too, because again, we can get we can get so comfortable in our devotions, we can get so comfortable seeking God that we don't we we don't understand that like we're we're real like we're real pliable, man. We got this heart that's in us that is so deceitful. And so, so, you know, who knows what it's going to do, you know, and mm-hmm. we can't ever feel like we got this thing figured out. We can't ever feel like, you know, oh, given that circumstance, I won't do this or I won't do that. That is, that's all pride.
0: Yeah. I mean, because it's interesting, right? At the Last Supper, is it me? Yes. Am I going to exactly. betray you? Till we get here. Oh, no, 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 not me. I am going right. to fall away. Right. Forget that. Such yeah. <laughs> a big contrast.
1: Exactly. exactly. That's interesting. It
0: just going to show the nature of yeah. the heart, like you said.
1: Yeah, that's so interesting, man, because they, they, they responded perfectly, like in a humble manner. Is it is it I? Knowing that. You know, knowing, probably knowing that it's not them, but also understanding the power of the spirit, right? And the power and the, and the deceitfulness of their hearts. And for them to say this, it's, it's just really, it's really tough. And then, as you know, we know what Peter's gonna go through, but it's—I um, don't think I. Let me see. Did I have any? I don't think I had any other notes on that. Yeah, that was pretty much it. Um, you know that. See, uh, Yeah. So um, yeah. So let's let's wrap this one and um, start the next episode with Peter's denial and just go into that and then finish up the rest of the chapter. that sound good.
0: All right. All yeah. Right. So close mm-hmm. this out
1: you're listening to the walking with jesus podcast the show that brings you a new way to experience jesus with your hosts evan and malcolm two regular guys walking with jesus now back to the show and the closing prayer
0: Dear, dear Lord, thank you again for allowing us to be able to come before you. Thank you for keeping us, sustaining us up until this point, dear yes. Lord. We thank you, Lord, for allowing us to be comfortable with your presence and comfortable with your blessings. Yes. We expect them. The next second isn't promised, but we expect to get air from you. Something so simple, but yet we expect that from you. We thank you, dear God, for fulfilling our expectations beyond what we can even measure. Thank you. May you continue to highlight to us the things that you have blessed us with so that we can be cognizant of what we have so we can use what we have in the, in, in the way, in the manner that you desire. So we can meet maximum potential with you, dear Lord, for the expansion of your kingdom. May we not be focused on the things that we so desire so much that we forget what you want. You've already told us that you will give us the desires of our heart. If our desires basically align with you, so we're praying, dear Lord, that you continue to grow us, our spiritual, the spiritual parts of us, so it's in alignment with you, so that you can use us to maximum yes. potential. Thank you, dear Lord, for highlighting. Your word to us, highlighting the importance of what it's like to get into you. We're praying for that you give, continue to give us new revelation, to continue to speak to us. Thank you for allowing us to see how these brothers were with the transparency of acknowledging where they're at, with saying, is it me, Lord? But at the same time, being naive and not looking at the condition of their heart right then and there. And checking it out. That they would deny you. Dear Lord. We're praying that we may stand. Firm in our faith with you. Continue to grow up. And may we not deny you. Give us the power. Give us a power. In the wisdom and understanding. Not to be ashamed of the gospel. But to stand firm. In the gospel. Understanding that the gospel. Has the power to give us life may we stand firm in what you have done on Calvary and not be ashamed of it. No matter what is politically correct no matter what is popular out there, we stand firm to yes. your word. In Jesus Christ's name, we ask this of you. And Thank you for Brother Malcolm, for you giving him the energy to carry on and to be in this podcast, dear Lord, to get into your word and thank you for the discipline that you have given him. And I thank you, Lord, for allowing him to be an example unto me what it's like to be a godly man and a godly father and a godly husband. Thank you, dear Lord, and I pray that you may continue to increase his territory, continue to give unto him, continue, dear Lord, to bless him overwhelmingly, and blessed for others to continue to see you through him in his family, dear Lord. And we're praying that when the listeners, when they hear him, they hear you. That the wisdom and understanding, the questions that you place his mind to be at, that allow him to ask questions, that when the listeners hear it, it brings them to have greater understanding of you. Thank you for what you're already doing in this life. Thank you for allowing it to manifest. We know that you're working it out because you said you would. And we also pray for the listeners. There's some that are in very hard times right now and we're asking, dear God, that you meet them right where they're at. That you allow them to see that what you said you was going to do, you are doing. May you allow them to see what they think is a contradiction in your word really is not. There's a season that certain parts of your word must be fulfilled just how you did it in Jesus' life. When thinking about Psalm 113-118, through 118, there's a certain season for that to be fulfilled. And if we are going to look at that and say, well, it's not being fulfilled because he went to Calvary and we're not looking at the full picture. And I feel like sometimes we, as well as the listeners, may be looking at you in that light, like certain things aren't being fulfilled and you said it was. So you're contradicting yourself, but that's not the case. It's a season. So we're praying to the Lord that you may bless the listeners that, To have that, with the understanding of knowing what season they're in, knowing what season they're in, and may you may they see you and experience you comforting them in the season that they're in. Just like there was a season for Israel to be in bondage in Egypt, and there was a season for them to get free, and there was a season for them to enter into the Promised Land. The same thing is in our lives. So we're praying that the listeners may have that you may bless them with wisdom and understanding. Of knowing what season that they are in, and knowing that you are a God that has not changed. And may they find comfort in you, dear Lord, in accepting the season that you have them in, and knowing that it is for their good, Romans 8 28 applies to them. That you work all things out together for good for those that love them, that for those that love you that have been called according to your purposes. And we will give you the thanks and honor, dear Lord. We're praying also, Lord, that you ain't move around our nation. Thank you for allowing us to be in the United States of America where we do have these freedoms. We're praying, the Lord, that the saints will recognize these freedoms and take advantage of them. Take advantage of the freedoms that we have here in America and that we infect our nation with your presence May the saints stop being disunified with politics and become unified with the gospel, with your word, with what you said. And may we exemplify love to our dying nation, to the total strangers, and to one another, so that when people see us, they recognize that we are yours because of the love we have for one another. And we extend that to others. In your Holy Son, Jesus Christ's name, we give our petitions to you, and we thank you for being who you are and being our Savior and giving us something that we cannot pay you back with. In Jesus Christ's name, we pray.
1: Amen. Amen, Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Walking with Jesus. If you have not made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is as good a time as any. I invite you right now to go to Jesus Christ and let him know that you believe he died for you and he rose for you with all power and that you want him alone to be Lord of your life for the forgiveness of your sins and the gift of eternal life. If you do that, you'll be saved right now. Get in your word, and while you converse and reason about biblical things, Jesus will walk with you. If you like what you heard and want to comment, you can leave a message for us at anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. We'll pick one to read during an upcoming show. So record your message and send it, in, send it in now to join in the conversation. Again, that link is anchor.fm forward slash walking dash with dash Jesus forward slash message. You can also subscribe to the show in iTunes, Stitcher or via RSS feed so you'll never miss a show. Give us a rating and share us with your friends. God bless you. And until next time, keep walking with Jesus.
0: Yeah, this chapter has a lot. All of them have a lot. This one has like a nice. It's kind of like you said earlier. It's a nice twist to it because it it seems almost yeah. like it didn't flow, yeah. but it flows to it. It does. It mm-hmm. flows, but doesn't flow because it just seemed like it just. Right. It's like a switch. It, it, it flows. Now it, we get into the, uh, it the within
1: itself. It's not connected like to the other chapters as much as the other chapters were connected to other chapters. Yeah. This is the same... Yeah, its own, you know, like everything that's happening in here connects to itself, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, but I feel like that's the case because everything else leader- was built up yeah. into this. Oh, yeah. point of events. everything
1: does lead up to this. Yeah. Well, and and it's funny mm-hmm. because I'm I'm just I, my mind is still on the the lady who. Mary, who broke the alabaster flask, man, it, it's just just remembering. If if we take away, it's a lot that we could take away from this episode. But I feel like just doing what you can, right? It's it's not performance if you're just doing what you can, right? In honor of God and in honor of Jesus, and mm-hmm. I, that that's really I'm really stuck on that tonight because I feel like this is a this is a product of that type of thinking. This is a product of, of mm-hmm. us just trying to do what we could to honor God and and advance His kingdom. You know what I mean?
0: So that we are actually able to point out, and I feel like that's the Holy Spirit yes. allowing us to point out in His Word yeah. what we're doing. That lets me know that we are alive, yeah. alive, alive in spirit, alive in the Holy Spirit. That we can point out in Scripture this. Gave birth yeah. to what His yeah. Word proclaimed, which yeah. lets me know God breathed over it.
1: Yes, it's good, man. It's good. Mm. Yeah, I'm. Gonna, I'm gonna be chewing on this. Like when we get back next Monday, I'm gonna still be chewing on this. I know it. I know I'm still gonna be chewing on this. Yeah, but we have an opportunity to to, dip, to dig in to the back half of this, this book. And I mean, this chapter and, you know, really give us some time to really digest all of the things that are going to happen. And that has, has happened right in this chapter, this far, mm-hmm. but this, this is really good, man. This is really good. Yeah, Thank you again, brother. Thank you for being disciplined and devoted to this effort, man.
0: Thank you. Thank you for being disciplined to the call of God. And yes. not, not the one in the town. Going still, still going strong. <laughs> oh, man. Well,
1: all right, brother. You have a great evening. Um, we're back at it on Wednesday with our devotional. And then we'll uh, be back next Monday with another episode. Episode 37. All right, brother. All right. Have a good one. Bye-bye. All right. Oh, thank you.